night. Welcome back to the Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and with me today is game developer and Kickstarter extraordinaire, Taryn Kratz. Taryn, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me. No problem. I So I came across your game, Thunder Rolls, which is a NASCAR-themed well, I guess you can't say NASCAR. It's probably a trademark. So it's a stock, stock cars. It's stock cars. Stock cars, yeah. yep. <laughs> stock cars keeps you from being sued. I get it. Yep. Uh, a stock car racing game. And uh, my son and I love racing games. And so I reached out to you and your uh, Kickstarter to see if you'd be interested in coming on my podcast. And you were. So I'm happy to have you on, bud. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Happy to be here. So how did you get into gaming? So let's see. Well, I mean, originally, I guess I got into gaming for Magic the Gathering. Like so many others, I, it's like 1995. Ice Age which, hits the shelves. Which, which, which seems so close, yet it's... Oh, my it's, gosh. It's, it's, it's years ago. That's an, an age ago. An, it's an Ice Age ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So that was really the start of gaming. I mean, I guess I was into like role-playing games and stuff when I was younger, played a lot of those kind of things growing up, TMNT and Batman, D&D, of course, stuff like that. (laughs) Very early stuff that I got into, but yeah. And then I, um, I don't know, some friends introduced me to Dominion, like, I don't know when that was, 2010, 2011, something like that. And I was like, oh man, this is cool. It's like I'm building decks, but I don't have to buy a bunch of extra cards and I'm getting to make my decks while I'm playing the game. I'm like, that, I'm in. <laughs> that's that's what I really liked about deck building games. I was like, it yeah. kind of felt like the part I really liked about Magic, which was like making the decks. But I always felt like, oh, I'm just like sitting in my room making a deck and my, you know, I just really want to just be playing this game, but I have to make this deck first. So that was the start of it. Got a gig, got a gig at a board game store after that for a little while, and just started learning about all the games. It was fun. And there's so many. There are so many, so many games, so many different mechanics, so many different themes. It's it's really interesting too how much it's changed. I mean, even since like I mean, it was probably 2010, 2011, and I mean there were games, but there were like. I, you could you could count the games that were coming out in a year. Dozen games, couple dozen games, right? Like you could you knew all the new games that came out back ten years ago. Now, yeah. you, now you don't even know you don't even have any idea how many. I mean, thousands of games are coming out. It's, yeah, it's, it's the number one thing on Kickstarter. Yeah, it's changed a lot. So that's, yeah, it's cool. I like it. No. <laughs> Too much to keep up with though. That's for sure. <laughs> You can't even try anymore. No, you just, not really. You, I've, I've found my niche. I like to stick around the one hour playtime. Yep. I've got certain themes, mechanics I, I gravitate towards. You can't even try to play them all. It, it, yeah. Unfortunately. If I could get paid to do it, I would definitely attempt to do it. <laughs> I've got a friend. Uh, I don't know if you know Jonathan Liu over at Geek Dad. He does, he does a blog. And that guy tries to play them all. He's... He doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't play everything, but man, he plays a lot of games. His collection is incredible. I go play over at his house with some regularity. Great guy. Great at teaching games. It's like his thing. So well, that's a skill in and of itself. It really is. Teach the game. Yeah. I mean, it, sometimes how you're taught 
to play the game could really impact your enjoyment of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you get yeah. a bad rule book or a, a bad teacher, and the next thing you know, you mm. don't like that game. And it could be yeah. a great game, but maybe you have a bad first impression or bad first two impressions, and then that game's dead to you. Yeah, you might never play it again. I mean, why would you, right? There's there's so much <laughs> else you could just move on to. It's like oh, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like, okay, stop getting new games and just keep playing the ones I have. But, and then I'm also like, but there's so many shiny new games. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yeah. if they came up with something new here? <laughs> and they do. I mean, they mix together all these old and new things. And I mean, it's it's such a great industry. I mean, there's no there's no limit to what can be done with games at this point. It's really so cool. <laughs> we haven't found the limit yet, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a saturation <laughs> limit for the market, but... I don't think there's a mechanic limit. There's a saturation limit for my wallet. I can tell that you that. too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the limit's a little higher than my wife thinks, but you know, it's yep. there. <laughs> it's there. So what is your current favorite game? If I came over to your house, what game is out on your table? Uh, Dune Imperium. Nice. That game is really cool. Have you played it? I have not had a chance. Um it's, it's a little longer play time. It is a little bit longer. Um, although once you know how to play it, well, it's probably still in the hour and a half range, I'd say. But No, I've heard good things. It's yeah. a solid game. Yeah. So I played a lot of that one recently. That one's kind of top, top shelf game for me right now, I'd say. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. How do you pronounce Klaus Teuber's The Settlers of Catan? There we go. Okay. Yep. All right. Moving on. We got that out of the way. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Some people don't. I and I call them wrong. Um, so, uh, do you board game at lunch? What is your day job? Uh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, I so I I have a part time job doing um, uh, computer teaching instructing uh, for corporate clients. So I teach a lot of uh, software. Uh, specifically, I teach a lot of graphic design software because kind of my other part-time gig is graphic design and then consulting for Kickstarters, game design, game development. So kind of a, a large package. I'm trying to hone in on exactly which parts I need to be focused on. Um, so yes, I do a lot of gaming. <laughs> at lunch at dinner where i can yeah so yes there's there's games there's games going on i've tried to get pretty involved in the industry more even more so over this last year over this last two years i'd say that's excellent been my go-to for most of my work <laughs> yeah i like you know i find it to be a great uh icebreaker yeah i started a new job late uh recently and I just kind of let my nerd flag fly. You know, I just start asking around about who plays board games. And uh, now I've got people ready to go. We, we I uh, had a buddy print off a 3D print, a trophy. And so it's our traveling trophy. We play every Thursday. The winner gets to put the trophy on their cube for the next week. So nice. That's fantastic. And the best part about it is people are like, I, I want that trophy. And I'm like, we well, got to come to the Thursday game to and win. That's it. Well, oh, I really like that idea. Actually, I might have to start using that for some of my Kickstarters. Like, 
okay, I set up the game on Tabletopia. If you can beat me, you get the trophy for for this next for the next day of the campaign. There you go, free of charge. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this Thursday. I got to figure out what game to play. It's it's an interesting new group. The group I came from, man, I, we could throw down anything. Yeah, and this new group got a lot of people that are excited to play, and and I I just don't care what I play. I'll play anything. So it's really trying to feel them out. What are you know? What do they want to play? What do they know? What are they comfortable with? Yep. And and build from there. Like last week, we played um, Clue. Uh huh. But like the we played Clue. Well, we played the Lost in Vegas edition. Ah. Which is basically playing the plot line of the movie The Hangover. Oh. And the neat twist on it is you have a clock. And every time the first player goes, you rotate the clock one hour. Okay. And you've only got eight hours, eight turns to solve it. Or you've lost your buddy and you leave him behind or whatever. You all lose. <laughs> and to, and to, really, to really also shake it up, you have these little mystery cards that if you roll a one, you flip over one and read it out loud. And it could be things like, lose an hour and you just you crank that thing an hour so if you roll a bunch of ones you can be cranking hours right off that clock and you've really got to work hard to uh to solve the mystery of what happened to your buddy that sounds fun <laughs> it, it was it was a it was a blast like i said it was only three of us played but now that the trophy's out everybody's like well how do i get the trophy well you show up at lunch and on thursday and and you win yeah, you're gonna need some right. games to play more people. <laughs> I'll print a second trophy. I don't care. <laughs> Get two tables going. Heck yeah! Why, Why not? not? Absolutely. That's so awesome. when you are playing a game and it has different colors, do you have a certain color that you gravitate towards? Yeah, I'm usually a blue player. Blue. <laughs> I might call myself a blue mage. <laughs> That's, I mean embrace it right you just got to do it <laughs> just gotta hey you, when you know you know yep yep that's it that's it <laughs> solid no i like the no hesitation like as i'm asking the question your head's already nodding oh yeah like that's i it. got a color i know what it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no blue i don't even bother playing the game so yep. <laughs> fortunately that one's pretty common yeah yeah it's hard to find a game without blue without red yeah you, know, you get into some of those other games it's like uh, you can't yeah. find maybe the Where's green yeah the purple <laughs> the white the black yep. yeah yeah yellow tends to go in and out yep but the blue and red i think are pretty much in every game they're in most so. of them blue red green they're just that's so they differentiate from other other from the other colors so much it's Right. So what yeah. would be your go-to 60-minute game? You have a full lunch hour. What are you pulling out of the drawer? What am I pulling out of the drawer? So it's, yeah, of course, it depends on the player count, right? But if I've got a full hour and I've got, let's say, if I've got, if I've only got two players, I'll probably play something like Netrunner, something a little more head-to-head. -head. Uh, I do really like Netrunner. That game is really good yeah it's always on my list of things to try because my son and i play a lot of games together yeah a lot of two-player stuff yeah we play a lot of games two-player it's why we like racing because you can kind of yep. you know play a good racing game 
right now football where it's like you know we've got battle ball going on which oh, yeah? is a 2003 hasbro game uh-huh <laughs> really is it fun oh my god it's it's an absolute riot oh it's that's, it's a crazy one that is cool Netrunner is always on my list. I just I haven't pulled the pulled the trigger on it yet. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a tough one because it's again it's you know it's like a, a TCG or something. You just you just need so much to kind of keep it going and keep it interesting. But like you, I, I have a son that I play a lot of games with. He's sixteen, so he beats me at most games that we play these I, days. I, I don't win. Yeah, you don't win. <laughs> How old's your son? He's nine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't win. Yeah. I, yeah. I I track all my gaming on an app on my phone, which can tell you I don't win. Yep. That trophy at work will never be on my cube. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. I want to see it travel all around the office. That's good. Yeah. You want it you want that to go around. That's that's great. Yeah, I don't know. If I was playing more players, three, four players. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if you could get... I've played a lot of Wingspan recently, but I don't know if you could squeeze that into an hour. See, it's always the game that is like, it's a 75-minute game. It probably is, yeah. Period. You yeah. could have everybody knowing exactly what to do, and you can be going as fast as possible. It is a 75-minute yeah. game. Yeah, I think so. I think I don't think that one would quite squeeze into the hour. But it plays really well at four players. I did play it once at five players. I actually think it's sweet spots right around four. It is interesting how games can be completely different with the amount of players. Yep. Mm -hmm. We found that out with uh, my son and I when we play a lot of co-op games. Oh, yeah. We've only got the two of you going. So like Flashpoint, you can two players, it, you can really get ahead of the game pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But you get like three or four and you're not getting your turn as often to use your special powers and abilities. Oh, yeah. You know, like I can sit up on this gun and, you know, the, the gun on the truck and be blasting this whole area. But if I don't get my turn very quickly, you know, it is interesting how games can completely morph based on player count. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, there's I played. Oh, gosh, I'm going to totally blank on the name of it. I can't remember. You know, the guy that did Burgle Brothers. Yeah. Sabotage. It's called Sabotage. It's a four-player game. Uh, again, it might be a bit over an hour, but I think if you knew how to play it, you could probably do it in close to an hour. And the thing about it is it's two players. I feel I think it's two players or four players. I don't know if you can do three players. It's one of those. It's kind of a strange. It's, it's a cool game, though. I played that one recently, and it, I at first I wasn't sure I liked it, and then I was like, no, this game's really good. <laughs> got a little battleship mechanic in there where you're just trying to like find the other players and everybody's got different skills and mechanic mechanics and stuff it's cool yeah i want to check that one out yeah so if you only had a lunch half hour a 30 minute game because that's I, where a lot of people say well i don't want to lose my i don't want to spend a whole hour i like a lunch half hour yeah so i like to have that yeah, they like to leave early or whatever. Yep. So I like to have that shorter game on hand. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, Eight Minute Empires is one that can definitely fit in that in that slot. That one's good. In fact, you could probably play that in a half hour even with four players. That one's that one's a fun game. I wasn't as thrilled with the expansion for that one. 
but the uh, base game was really soft. Well, yeah, it's called Eight Minute Empire Legends, which was like a redo of Eight Minute Empires, but I don't think it was like an expansion. So it was a standalone, and it was it was very good. Huh. Oh yeah, my wife just reminded me of Azul. That's <laughs> oh, we play that one a lot together. That one, yeah. That one's under an hour, probably like forty-five minutes, half an hour, forty-five. Yeah, it's uh, that's a good one, and that was a game of the year award from a oh three, four years ago. Yeah, that game I've lost crazy. track of time, man. I know it goes so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. You could squeeze that one in. I mean, you could definitely probably two-player that one in a half an hour, or maybe even up to four if you if everybody really knew how to play it. If everybody's on it, I think you can get that one in thirty. But yep, you'd really be right on the edge. Yep. Star Realms. Ooh. Star Realms yes. for that two player head to head 30 yeah. minutes or less. Yeah. Star Realms is one of my son and I's favorite games. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, that one and all the little expansions for it that can just add just little things to it are great. Oh, yeah. The, the different decks they have, like the Colony Wars and then the last one that I'm blanking on the name, Frontier. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then I didn't get in. I I've been meaning to go get they they released those starter packs, so you don't play with the same starting hand. Oh, I haven't seen. Those. And so yeah, they came out uh, a couple years ago as part of a Kickstarter that I I refrained from. I restrained from. Let's put it. <laughs> let, let's change it to restrained. I restrained from it. Um, but yeah, and so instead of having the same, you know, eight scouts and two vipers, you may have a whole different starting hand than me, and I have a whole different starting hand than you. Yeah, not we well, are not using the base game starting hand at all. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. yeah. I they they kind of adapted that from their hero realms game where they had oh, like yeah. different. Mm -hmm. So the hero realms, like if you played as a certain hero, you had a certain starting hand, and so they kind of adapted that over for uh, Star Realm. So. See, now I'm thinking I got to go get these decks of cards. This is why yeah. I can't. I think I think those might be on my list, too. <laughs> oh, man, I, I I was trying to get the, the big box holder for it, but yeah. I couldn't get it. So I just have like, you know, just your standard card box. And I have like it's like so full of Star Realms. I'm like, oh, yeah. You don't even realize how many Star Realms cards there are until you like look in your in, in look in this box and you're like, this whole box is Star Realms. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> this whole thing is to play one v one. It's great. Yes. Oh man. So do you have any hidden gem or guilty pleasure games? Hidden gem or guilty pleasure. Let's see. Well, um, I don't know how hidden most of these are, but I, you know, I try to back friends and people that i know on kickstarter a lot and some of them have really blown up um i have some friends i live in portland oregon and so a couple of my friends uh that have put out some pretty big games there's this game called vindication uh it was put out by orange nebula um that's hmm. it's familiar. a really good game the kickstarter did really well they've actually done a, a couple of expansions for it and they just they finished another Kickstarter for a game called Unsettled. I oh, yeah. Well, I, I play tested that one. I haven't. I played a prototype pretty early on, but I haven't got the game yet. That one's not delivered yet, but it's really cool seeing. I mean, these guys are they're doing like million dollar Kickstarters now and like they're they're really killing it. So that's really fun to see them. Aren't 
aren't all Kickstarters million dollar Kickstarters? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of some people's Kickstarters are. That's true. Yeah. Not mine. Not mine. <laughs> but it's cool when when people just hit that kind of success and they and they just do really well. I mean, Orange Nebula, they got a pretty big team together and they've they've been doing a lot of really cool stuff for a long time. So I'm really happy for them. And then my friend uh, Tim Eisner, Tim and Ben Eisner. Um, they did uh, Title Blades, among other games. Oh, yeah. Um, they live right here in Portland too, so I hang out with them and play, Man. <laughs> play a lot of their early prototypes. And I I saw that game. I want that game so bad. It's oh. it's very cool, and um, their Wonderland's War was also very good, which also was on Kickstarter. Yeah, they so they they do they do a bunch of good games. I just. Tim's game just finished. Actually, I think he's going to be delivering Canopy real soon. I think Tim and Ben just did that game together um, without the Druid City. Druid City did the other ones, but those are my guilty pleasures. I try to I try to back friends whenever I can, and especially games that I've play tested. Sorry, I was trying to figure out what the heck that noise was. I thought it was my air conditioner, but I think it's some, something outside. I don't even know what that <laughs> sound is. <laughs> if you can't hear it, great. But I was like, oh, it just something. Now it stopped. I don't know. Sounds like oh, some, it could be nope. mine. I keep, I keep hearing my drive no, it's, going off and on. It's, I don't know. It's something outside my window. Oh, fine. Well, you know, Whatever. if a uh, big hand reaches in and grabs you, then, you know, I'll know what happened. Just, you can just hang up and, you know. <laughs> oh, that was weird. Weird way to end a call. <laughs> Well, I'm going to leave. <laughs> that was curious. Uh, uh, so anyway, <clears throat> back on topic here. Um, so we, we've kind of already talked, uh, but you are a Kickstarter creator and a Kickstarter backer, uh, both. You've got a current Kickstarter running, which is Thunder Rolls. Yep. And it's a, like we said, it is a stock car racing game. Yeah, stock car. Uh, not, yeah. Not the... <laughs> Not the not other that, one, you can call it. Not the other. No, no, no. Um, so that game, what I like about it out of the gate is that it's got the double-sided board. Yep. So you got two tracks, which automatically just starts that replayability. Replayability is just really one of my key, one of my key things, right? Because it's going to affect how many times you play the game. You know, if you don't, have enough replayability once you play it two three times you've seen it yep and yep. you're like and yeah it may be may be fun may show it to some of your friends made it being like hey um here you go i've already played it the two or three times it's yeah. worth playing so once you've already got the double-sided board you've already piqued my interest yep uh i like the uh <laughs> i like the sticker idea decorating your own car yeah. That that was great. I don't know who yes. came up with that idea, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, I I have a lot of games with miniatures and stuff like that, and I never paint them. Um, and then Richard Me was either. like, yeah, yeah, it's tough to find the time for it, right? I, you want to play the game, right? I don't want to sit here and paint this. I mean, painting can be cool. I, you know, if I had some friends that did it, I'd probably get into painting with them, but it's like, no, I just don't have time. But the stickers yeah. are like, you just put your colors right on there. You throw some numbers on there. You put some logos on and it, it just genius. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be really neat. Everybody seems pretty excited about that. And 
there's been a lot of backers getting their logos on those uh, yeah. parts. So we had to <laughs> yeah. open up some extra slots for that. The sticker hey. sheet's starting to get really full. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's this sticker sheet? Like you pay by the square inch, right? So yeah, I mean, is it's it by be... the square inch or is it by the, 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 the cutout or? Well, it'll be, well, it's basically whatever I can fit in the box. So it's going to be like a, probably an 11 inch, 11 by 11 square sheet, sticker sheet. So, and and the stickers are tiny because they got to go on, you yeah. know, however big the cars are, I can't remember. About two and a half inches by yeah, like just over an inch and a half, about a half inch tall. Yes, yeah, so like mini card sized. So those stickers are going to be pretty small. So there's going to be a lot of them on there. That is awesome. Stripes and yeah, it should be neat. I, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, that's going to work. So how did this one come together? You said it's a kind of an interesting, uh, fast-paced Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this one kind of came about. I um, I met Richard. Richard Lanius is the designer of this game. I probably know him from games like Arkham Horror, for instance, <laughs> among other massive mega just, games. Just, just Arkham Horror. Just Arkham Horror. I mean, that's the only one we really need to mention now. He's, he's done a bunch of games. So I ran into him at a con a number of years back, and he's like, cool, let's play a game. And I just started playing a game. Actually, me and my wife were both at the con, and we both started playing games with him. We just ended up playing games with him like all night. It was so fun. Just... It wasn't, I don't even remember what game it was. It was some prototype that he had. He's like, hey, I'm testing this new game. And we just sat down and played it. And just playing games with him, he's he's just got this contagious spirit of, like, fun. So he's super fun to play with. So I was like, hey, I like to make games. You like to make games. Let's make a game together. He's like, okay. So <laughs> we just started emailing. And this Drum is actually, the, yeah, yeah. And this is actually the second this is actually the second game that we've worked on together. We had another game that we sold to a different publishing company. And actually that publishing company just died to COVID, unfortunately. Um, but that game is called LA1 and it will be another publishing company has recently picked it up. So that one's actually still going to come out sooner or later, probably later than sooner. <laughs> but this game, he's like, hey, I got this racing game. You know, I've pitched it to a bunch of publishers. They really like it, and they want to print it in, like, three years. He's like, I don't want to wait three years for this. He's like, I just want to do this now. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I've run Kickstarters before. Uh, we had another friend who's done publishing, uh, Sean, uh, Mr. B Games. He does a lot of publishing, so he's doing all the fulfillment and kind of back-end stuff. And so we pitched it to him, too, and he's like, yeah, let's just do it. And so I just ran it on my – and they're like, no, I mean, like, let's do it now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what wait, we don't have any art. So we went ahead and got the art. Uh, I mentioned I'm, you know, graphic designer by trade. So I just started designing the game, like and basically put the whole thing together really, really fast. Um, so, but I got the prototype together in, in good enough working order so that we were able to get the prototype out to a few, um, a few places that could see it, get it to a few people. And it's it's been really fun. Everybody who's been seeing it's been been great. And unfortunately, a few people live around. Like Richard lives in the same town with uh, the Tantrum House people, and they fell in love with the game, so they're out there playing it with him a lot. I think they're doing a live. They actually already recorded a live playthrough, and I think they're going to do. I think he's, they're going to air that in the next day or two. So 
that'll be really fun to see. You'll actually be able to see the game kind of firsthand played and kind of get that experience of playing the game with Richard. Like I said, was a very fun <laughs> experience. So yeah, it's been a it's been a whirlwind. It's it's gone really fast. Like I would have probably wanted a little bit more time to just kind of prep and you know do some more work on the back end, but they were like, let's just do this, and I was like, okay, it actually slots in because I have another <laughs> Kickstarter that I want to run later in the year, hopefully, uh, for another game that I designed called Helionox, which um, I made the original version of it back in 2015 made a deluxe version of it 2017 and now this is a whole new game this is actually just a uh, a game set in the Heliox universe but a standalone so and I'm hoping to have that on Kickstarter this year we'll see but well good luck to you <laughs> yeah thanks I know I'm kind of cramming in a lot but this this came up in this time slot I was like I wanted to do that by the end of the year so this time slot was kind of like okay well I can try to do that but of course, you know, Kickstarters take a lot more attention and, and time, especially if you're doing all like all of it, like the graphics and everything that kind of go along with it. So, no, that's I mean, it's crazy. I mean, trying to knock a game out just kind of out of nowhere is nuts. It's it is. And it, it's it's been fun, though. And working with these guys has been great. Richard's been fantastic to work work with. And he's he's like the energizer bunny. You know, he'll just, <laughs> hey, I've got. 15 new race cards I just designed. What do you think of these? <laughs> okay, let's make them stretch goals. All right. And yeah, just like every day. It's just like full inbox, full of all kinds of new ideas that he's got for all kinds of cool things for backers. So that's he's, great. He's excited about this. And he's such a he's such a race aficionado. I'm like, I grew up in Indiana. So, so I. I knew a little bit about, you know, like indie racing, because Indianapolis 500 is. <laughs> an hour away from there so everybody knew a little bit about racing where'd you grow up in indiana yeah yeah where uh, i grew up uh up by lafayette up just north of indianapolis about an hour north of there yeah i went to i went to purdue oh you went to purdue no <laughs> way yeah yeah i i grew up 25 30 minutes from lafayette you know, Del, you know delphi oh yeah you know flora oh uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Delphi. I actually had a friend uh, that lived in Delphi. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's Delphi's in the same county that my high school is in. I, yeah, I, uh, I roughed a lot of soccer in high school or in college and uh, did a lot of high school soccer offici- uh, officially, officially refereeing. Anyway, officiating, that's the word. And so, yeah, I did some del- some games over there in the Delphi area and uh yeah but yeah i went to purdue i grew up outside indianapolis uh, no way town. yeah that's crazy I grew oh, out world, of, huh? <laughs> where are you at now you're in chicago area i'm in st louis oh st louis oh, okay uh-huh. yep so we've got our own hotbed of board gaming going on here that's cool yeah i grew up just outside indianapolis that is crazy <laughs> yeah so you know what i mean there's a little bit yeah. of racing blood in the a little bit i was actually at the inaugural brickyard 400 oh no kidding yeah, actually, the funny thing is that's the only race I've been to at the uh, at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, it was the Speedway. first Brickyard, and that's the only one I've that's ever cool. been to. Hey, that's a good one, though. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one to be your first one, right? Yeah, you figure though at some point I'd go to like one of the Indy 500s, but I've yeah. never been. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been either. I haven't told Richard that, but I haven't actually been to the Indy 500 either, and I and I grew up there, so he'd probably <laughs> yell at me, but. He knows everything about racing, so I just rely on him for it. 
and yeah definitely the You're like yeah yeah I, I knew that i was just seeing if you knew that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah yeah i got a cousin's really big into into the racing scene and stuff but yeah i like i said i've been to one in all the in all my years growing up i went to one race at the indianapolis motor speedway so that's cool <laughs> that's, that's the one <laughs> yeah lafayette yeah shoot i got i got family there i went to purdue right there that's amazing yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah. It, for me it came down to a choice like my family's all like yeah you should go to purdue it's close to home okay i'm going to iu <laughs> so oh, that's where wow. i went <laughs> oh no <laughs> Any the Indiana Hoosiers. The Hoosier, Hoosier blood. That's right. Oh man, the that is cool. Oak and bucket game. Yep. <laughs> oh man, it's that's that's a classic rivalry right there. Which is funny that that IU has won as many times as they have, and they put very few people into the NFL. And then like Purdue has like you know Drew Brees, <laughs> you know and. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he lost IU. I don't know if he did or not when he was a quarterback. I came in to Purdue right after he graduated. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you a Colts fan then? or I suppose. I'm I'm actually not as a huge football fan. I'm more a basketball fan. It's like the Hoosier blood, like I said. <laughs> you a Pacers fan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I grew up a little bit of a Pacers fan. My family's actually from back east, so Celtics fans. But I've well, I mean, Larry Bird, he was from Indiana. So yep. so there's a connection. There's a connection. <laughs> but then I moved all the way out here to the West Coast and kind of fell in love with the Portland Trailblazers. And say the Trailblazers. So, yeah, yeah. that's my team now. I, I've been out here for a long time. So <laughs> I feel like I'm from here. I mean, I live in, I've been in St. Louis and uh, we don't have an, uh, an NBA team. So, that's so we, don't crazy. Have, we don't have an NFL team either now. They're gone. Not that we really had one when they were here, but <laughs> but it did make tickets cheap, so I could go watch the Colts play all the time. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that was nice. I'm not yeah. gonna not gonna lie. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, small small world, man. Yeah. Small world. Yeah, that is great. Love those kind of connections. Yeah. So back to Thunder Rolls. It's currently still on. Uh, kickstarter right now at the recording of this so uh it's a 49 dollars for the, just the game so mm-hmm. pretty affordable yep. not uh especially with the the minis was there yep. eight cars yeah it comes with eight cars and it comes with eight dice for each player each card, car is, yeah so it goes up to eight <laughs> players and a set of eight dice for each color which is fun just to get that many colors like you know thinking about player colors like they're all in this game that's pretty much all the player colors right there. <laughs> there, yeah, it's going to be pretty. Yeah, there is no pink in there. I, I oh, kind of want some pink, but it's so close to purple and blue or purple and red. It was like, do we do purple or do we do pink? So it's got purple, no pink. Oh man, green, white, yellow, blue, orange, purple, red, and blackish gray, yep. grayish black. Yep, that's you know. about it. The sixty-four dice. Yes. 64 dice, double-sided board, which you've already advertised it being pretty big. It's very big. 30, almost 35 inches wide. So 
This box is going to weigh a little bit. <laughs> it is. It's going to be. It's going to. It's going to be chunky. Uh, it's going to be a dense box. Yes, there's going to be a lot of stuff in there, and it's yeah. Most of the stuff is kind of maxed out to just fit in that size box. You know, not really going to be a lot of flopping around of stuff in there. It's just going to be like bam. It's all. It's like my. There. It's like my copy of Downforce. Yeah, I, I threw out the insert and I bought. I have all the expansion tracks, so oh, like yeah. it all, like it, like the lid doesn't even sit down now. Yeah, is by like that little bit, and I'm like, yeah. if they if they make another board, I'm I'm gonna buy it anyway. I don't care if it fits in the box or not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to two boxes. Soon I'll tell you, right? yeah. I mean, my son, and I play so much Formula D. That's his big racing game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. between Formula D and Gaslands. <laughs> Oh, okay. Race car game and a demolition derby game. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Let's arm the crap out of our cars. He's got you know a hundred matchbox anyway because I step on them all the time. <laughs> nice. And you know now we we arm them up and we we you know go that's at cool. it. it. I haven't played oh. that one. It's kind of, sounds like Twisted Metal. So it is. It's very yes. That is a perfect uh, analogy for it. It is an RPG style kind of game where you take your 164 scale cars uh-huh. and then you classify them based on the different kind of car they are, whether it's a race car or just a car or a pickup truck or a monster truck. And then they cost so much. And you just set a they, you pay in cans of gasoline, uh, but you set a can limit and then usually about 20 cans per car. So, my son will always want to play 60 cans. I'm like, do you really want to give me 60 cans, buddy? No. <laughs> so he'll make it like 45 or something where basically he, he makes his team and then I get that many cans to make mine. But then you can add rocket launchers, armor. You can nice. add an extra person in the car because you get the handgun no matter what. So then you have line of sight and then it comes all these templates and you roll the dice to see how far, you know, you, you pick the template, switch the gears, roll the That's dice. Funny. Oh I'm man, I haven't it's, even seen that game. Oh yeah, it's it's and it's just a book, like any other RPG. Oh okay. So mm-hmm. you just have a, a rule. You just use your own your own miniatures. Yep, you just yeah, you can use your own miniatures or your son's humongous amount of uh, matchbox cars and oh, hot wheels. So when we, so now my wife is she doesn't play she doesn't play Gaslands, but when she goes to like Walmart, Target, you know even the grocery store. Cause they have hot wheels. She looks through them and tries to find like cool ones to use in gas lamps. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, check out this one. And my son's like, Oh man. And, Oh, uh, you, you can have a blast with, it. I mean, we set it up on the dining room table cause it's, you know, it fits whatever size you want. So we yeah. play if, we're, if we don't have a lot of space. We, you know, we play a two gate or three gate race. If we got a big open spot, play a big four gate race. And that's cool. we use, then we use the daughter's, uh, Duplos, we stack those up to make terrain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes love it. Oh man, give out a whirl. It's it's a hoop, man. You can really have a lot of fun with that one. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, we had to find a use for all these these cars. We're stepping on them. Might as well put them to use. Hey, that's great. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it and get them into gaming at the same time. So oh man, that kid's been gaming for well, since he was three. So he's been gaming for two thirds of his life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I'm excited for Thunder Rolls. It's yeah. on for uh, about another week from now. Hopefully, 
Uh, you guys keep you guys got a pretty good momentum going. So yeah, it seems exciting. like each day it's just ticking up bit by bit. It's going good. Richard keeps coming up with cool new ideas and a bunch of new race cards. Like talking about replayability, like all these different race cards. Basically, you have a card and it says, "Okay, here's the rule for this race," and it changes up the rules slightly for each race that you do. So depending on you know whether he's calling it like a super speedway or whether he's calling it like a short track race, you know, there's, he has all these different types of terminology that he uses for all to kind of explain all these different rule sets that he has. And they're, it's neat. It really adds to a lot of the, the replayability of it. Bringing oh, I mean, that's great. I mean, that's what I like about formula D there's so many different tracks for that. Yep. Downforce has a bunch of tracks. Gaslands, you just make up your own track every That's, time yeah. you want to play. So, I mean, replayability is huge. And like I said, what drew me into that, this one immediately was I saw the double-sided board right out of the gate. And I'm like, see, already thinking. Oh, yeah. Got to print on one side of the board. Why not print on the other side of the board? It's not that much more expensive to do it that way. So <laughs> it, really, it really isn't. It really isn't. Yep. That's what and I always find. Like, why do people not do that? You yeah. know, like, man. Yeah. You're you're already paying for it. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. I've seen people putting like really starting to use the boxes more as like a game component, like printing on the inside of the box. Mm -hmm. and I, I just think that's great. I mean, just yeah. use the whole thing. Just... Have you seen uh, Fire in the Library? I haven't. So that one the it's a magnet box. Oh yeah. And the so when it folds out, that's your scoreboard is right there. Oh cool. And so using the box as a component, yep. just the, yeah, yeah. Sabotage did that too. It's it's magnet, and it's got the eagle wings, and it's <laughs> it's like a divider. It sits on your table like this huge sprawling <laughs> thing that divides one team from the other team. That's awesome. It's a pretty sweet box, actually. <laughs> I haven't heard of this game. I'm with the yeah, look check, this one up. For check sure. that one out. You'll like. I mean, it's it's neat. Yeah. No. I. I. I think that, you know, even like we said earlier, you see in a lot of new things coming out. I, I was part of a Kickstarter that was like uh, a step up from a print and play, right? Basically like a flat piece of two pieces of cardboard or punch, you know, like two punch out boards mailed to me. But then they emailed me the box so you can print your own box out. And then another one emailed you stl files to 3d print in your own box oh wow that's cool so it's like oh yeah we you know we didn't want to spend the money on the box and pay for the box but here's the here's a 3d print of a box with dividers already in it and here's a file you can print out make it a sticker wrap your own box some people just go crazy over building all their own stuff anyway i've, I've been shocked at some of the prototypes and like the kind of do-it-yourselfers they make some really nice stuff. Stuff that's like way nicer than what comes in the manufactured version version of it. I mean, it takes a lot longer to make, but it's a lot more really work. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, Taryn, I really like to uh, thank you for coming on my show. Um, Absolutely. I cannot, like I said, I can't wait for uh, Thunder Rolls. If people wanted to reach out to you, how can they find you? Uh, well, you can find me on the Kickstarter every day right now. So Thunder Rolls, you can just look that up on kickstarter if you want um zero games.com that's my website it's got my email address on there zero games at gmail.com pretty easy so yeah so zero keeping games it simple 
Yeah, just keep it simple, right? <laughs> Keeping it simple. Find zero games, you're going to be contacting me. Uh, <laughs> I am zero games. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's a good thing we found out during the conversation that we were mortal enemies in college, but, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. That is great. Uh, yeah, well, well, hopefully we'll get to game together at some point. Maybe we'll meet up at a con or something. when. They yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that will so be a good want, day, right? Absolutely. I'll show up with all my Purdue stuff on. Yes. Okay. They don't know it's I'm you. Here. I'm here yeah. for I'm here for Taryn. I'm here <laughs> for Taryn. Tell him tell him I'm here. He'll know. Oh, he'll know. Oh, he's that guy he'll over see, there in the in the Hoosier yeah, uniform. He'll see he'll see he'll see me in my Purdue P. He'll be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> So if you want to reach out to me, uh, you can reach me on Facebook at facebook.com slash eat lunch and board game, or as always email me at eat lunch and board game at gmail.com boiler up and board games build bridges. Stay in tune with all things sports around Indiana and the nation with the Crash Course Podcast. Each week, we tackle the big storylines from the world of the Colts, Pacers, and the Indiana College scene, while also keeping a pulse on the nation. We record live weekly at twitch.tv slash 3C Media, and can be found on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be heard, you can catch the Crash Course Podcast. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.